Welcome to the Being Rare podcast. I am your host, Sarita Edwards. Being Rare is an online resource hub and community conversations platform. We'll talk about living with rare disease, disability, medical complexities, and special health needs. From time to time, we'll have some amazing guests to help us with those conversations. Stay up to date by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. For Trisomy Awareness Month, Kareem and I were invited to share our Trisomy 18 story with inspirational radio host, Joe Ott from WACE AM 730. Take a listen to that conversation after a brief word from our sponsors. Edwards syndrome, commonly known as Trisomy 18, is a rare chromosome abnormality. The EWI Foundation is a 501c3 healthcare advocacy organization created to support families living with Edwards Syndrome. The EWI Foundation offers health literacy and community resources, comfort care, and financial support. Information at theewefoundation.org. Welcome to the WACE AM 730 Community Service Program. Today we have with us Sarita Edwards, CEO of EWE Advocacy Group, and her husband Kareem Edwards, Director of Operations. Welcome to the program. Thank Hello. you. Thank you. Hello. Uh, thank you for being with us this day. And uh, we're talking because this month of March is the uh, Awareness Month for the Trisomy 18 Edwards Syndrome. And these people here are going to explain exactly what it is, but they belong to this foundation that helps with this, and it's called the EWE Foundation. What exactly is that? So the EWE Foundation, um, we are a 501c3 healthcare advocacy organization, and we facilitate resources for families living with trisomy 18. Um, we also provide economic assistance to those families who may be facing financial hardship. And what is trisomy 18 Edwards syndrome? What is it? So that's a very good question. So trisomy 18 is a um, chromosome abnormality that is basically a third copy of um, the chromosome 18 on either all or some of the um, the cells, um, which typically there's only two, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it just causes um, several uh, birth defects and or um, complications, medical complications like uh, kidney disease or heart disease and things of that nature. Is it primarily in uh, female gender or male gender or or both? Um, Both male and female can be affected, but statistically, um, more females um, are affected and statistically, more females live longer. Hmm. What's the average life expectancy? Statistically, only 5 to 10% of uh, babies born with trisomy 18 will live past their first birthday. Mm. Now, what are ways to help people with it? Now, you, s- you said earlier that uh, there are ways that they can, uh, there's therapies and everything. Are there support groups, uh, schooling, anything of that nature in your area or in the global aspect of it? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so, like you said, peer groups. Um, you get, um, well, I guess, first of all, you have to think a, a lot of these kids don't survive and or, uh, in a, in a, in what do you call it, a vegetative state. Mm. Um, but for those kids that do survive, 
Um, yeah, so we do recommend um, resources such as peer groups, um, peer-to-peer groups, um, and those type resources you can find on the EWE Foundation website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, uh, things like early intervention, um, those are, those are, well, that's one of the things that in our particular case, we were not afforded like, uh, until the very end, right? So by the time it was time for our kid to start school, it missed out on what a year or two of early intervention. So that, that's a real good one right there. And I will chime in and say, too, when it comes to resources, a lot of families receive this diagnosis in utero mm-hmm. um, when 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 moms are, are actually carrying. Um, and so, you know, one primary resource um, we, we always like to encourage is just having, like, a birth plan, um, just yeah. having that connection with your OB mm-hmm. and your medical team um, just ahead of time so you can go ahead and start the conversation about what you expect and, and the things that you want for your child. A lot of times, because this diagnosis is dire, um, and, and really because of the high mortality rate with it, sometimes, you know, families are challenged by doctors wanting to do uh, intervention and therapeutic services. So, mm-hmm. so we do encourage just really being proactive. But like Kareem said, you can find a list of resources on our website. And, um, and we also are just very supportive. We're happy to connect with families and help them on that journey. To finding what may be available for them. Yes, and to Joe, um, sorry to, to carry it out, drag it out, but uh, so, and then to the the support is going to be based on that, right? The, mm-hmm. um, whether the kid lives or not. Um, so there's there's a um, what do you call a um, component? If the kid does not li- does not live, for so example, like bereavement. 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 That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, bereavement. Okay. There's a bereavement plan uh, available or. Uh, resource available there, um, or like I say, education and and pre-birth planning. Yes. And um, you know, Joe, you mentioned schooling. Um, a lot of these, a lot of kiddos, including ours, um, have been able to transition to the school system. And so we do encourage also in terms of resources, connecting with your school district and letting them know what your, you know, what life looks like for your child. Um, a lot of a lot of services that they currently offer they can make those available for our trisomy 18 children. They just, they just have to know a lot of times what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Trisomy 18 Edwards syndrome, is the person that discovered this syndrome named Edwards? It is, yes. It's, it's named after the doctor who discovered it. Okay. Has this been di- misdiagnosed over the years? Like, I mean, I've never heard of this syndrome before. Um, have you people heard of it before it happened to you or, or, or not? No, we, we had not heard of it prior to being diagnosed. It is a rare genetic uh, abnormality, um, and so a lot of diagnoses that fall under that rare umbrella, um, a lot of times nobody's heard of them. Um, we've had a lot of physicians tell us that, that they remember touching on it in medical school, but several of them, they've never actually treated a patient or um, or coordinated care for a patient with trisomy 18. So. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a rare anomaly and, um, and, and we're just trying to teach, uh, along the way, whether it's other parents or healthcare professionals. Very good. And you have, of course, the support groups and everything of that in uh, your area there. Maybe before the program ends, we could, uh, get the 
a national number or the one, it's, I presume, a 1-800 number that they can get a hold of you people? Yeah, we can, we can definitely give you something to where folks can find us and connect and, and we'll assess their needs and we'll get them, get them linked up. Very good. Now, you do have a personal involvement, and we just briefly touched upon it. Uh, you have a child that uh, was born with the syndrome. On uh, How long into the pregnancy were you before you realized that this was happening? Yeah, so um, our diagnosis came around 22 weeks, I want to say, uh, and that was just a routine visit to the doctor. Um, got the news. It's trisomy 18. We were, what in the world is that? Um, and... Um, that followed up or was followed by uh, several visits to the doctor, um, just like you would with a normal pregnancy, with um, just more bad news um, up to your kid is probably going to not live through birth mm. or he's going to perish shortly after. Um, and if he does live through birth and not shortly after, um, he probably won't see his first birthday. So enjoy your time with him. Um, and that, that led to... Um, being discharged with uh, on hospice and uh, daily, weekly nurse visits uh, from hospice nurses. And um, the Lord saw it for it to work different. And mm -hmm. our, our little boy, Elijah, he survived. And um, we began to seek care for him. And um, kind of uh, in, in the midst of all that and feeling the way that we felt and going through what we went through, um, the thought was, what can we do to help the next family not have to suffer as much as we have suffered? What can we do to lessen the blow of this um, horrid diagnosis? And it sounds like things are working out. That's fantastic. Um, people that are listening out there might think, um, is the trisomy 18 Edwards syndrome more prevalent in the South? Is it in the Midwest? Is there a specific place in this country where there's more cases of it than others? You know, not to our knowledge. We, as a foundation, we have helped families all over the country. Um, we have actually had some international requests. We're actually working um, with uh, or having conversations with families in Africa and Mexico. I mean, so it, it, it knows no boundaries. It's a, it's a diagnosis that can, can find you wherever you are. So um, to our knowledge, there is not a, an area that's more uh, prone to the diagnosis. Um, um, we're, we're all susceptible to it. So, um, so, yeah, I think that's why it was so important for us to make sure our resources stretched mm -hmm. um, just across the globe because we didn't want anybody to be left out. Very good. Is there any ethnicity that's even more prevalent than another one that would be involved with this? So I don't, I don't know the statistics in terms of ethnicity. I will say for the families that we have helped, um, we have seen more uh, white Caucasian families um, just in our um, personal database of, mm -hmm. of families. Um, so I just... You know, statistically, I don't know what that looks like, but just as a foundation, that's been been um, that's been ours. We've had more white Caucasian families uh, that we know of with the diagnosis. Oh. We're speaking with Sarita Edwards and her husband Kareem Edwards, both uh, with the EWE Advocacy Group with the Trisomy 18 Edwards Syndrome Awareness, and um, 
fundraising events, your nonprofit. So I'm sure it takes some efforts as far as raising funds to keep this going. Uh, how do you do that? And where's there, where's there a nearest fundraiser being held maybe? So right now, um, you know, with COVID, we don't have a current fundraiser, but um, we do have an annual gala where you can dress up really nice. Um, we had to cancel that because of COVID. We have not mm -hmm. been able to start that up. But um, as a nonprofit, you're right. We do rely on donor support. Um, we have an ongoing giving campaign where uh, families can or, or anyone can donate to us uh, from our website. We also have um, a convenient uh, way where you can text to give um, to our foundation. Um, and again, we are 501c3, so every donation um, is tax deductible. Mm -hmm. um, and we are happy to share how we use those funds. So. Um, if anybody is interested in supporting this effort, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Very good, Sarita. Maybe you might give our audience now the connections as far as the numbers or email sites or websites, I should say. Absolutely. So uh, our website is www.theewefoundation.org. Um, and if you wanted to send us an email or just go ahead and connect with us, um, you can email us at info at theewefoundation.org. Info at theewefoundation.org. And then people can get help, <clears throat> excuse me, also on the website in surrounding areas where they live and, and ask for support there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, <clears throat> excuse me, any... Well, uh, and you know what, Jason? I'm sorry, Joe. You can also connect with us on social media. Oh, um, social media. Facebook yeah, and uh, Twitter. Active, <clears throat> yeah, we do have active, active social media campaigns. and um, So you can find us on social media. And um, we do have it set up to where you can contact us through your social media channels, and someone will respond. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on the program. And once again, we've thank been talking with us. Sarita Edwards. You're welcome. And Kareem Edwards. And uh, they're holding up a very important group there in uh, the EWD, EWE Foundation, which helps with people that have the Trisomy 18 Edwards Syndrome. And uh, if it's the first time a lot of people out there are hearing about it, it's, it needs to be heard about. So that's good. We're glad that you were part of this program today. Thank you so much, uh -huh. Joe, for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, God bless you and your, your family. And hopefully we'll maybe meet somewhere down the road. You never know, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely. You guys take care. Thank, Thank you, you, you too. too. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave us a comment and a review. To stay up to date on current conversations, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find a video version of today's conversation on our Being Rare YouTube channel. To connect with me, find me on social media at Sarita Edwards. Until the next episode, be rare.